I've heard a lot of men complain about, you know, before we were married, she did all these things. She acted a certain way. She made me so important. And, you know, once we were married, it changed. It's like, you know, she did these things to catch me. And then, you know, once she had me, it all turned around, which is not as eloquently spoken as the the woman may not feel like, um, you know, the need for the bond as much. I think mm-hmm. this is said a little bit nicer, but I think it's saying the same thing. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman joins us to talk about a new study that came out, which reveals that Sexual desire is not just different between men and women from when they get married, but it's more variable, too. Stay tuned to find out more. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again by the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Good, uh, good. <laughs> uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and she is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Today, we are going to go over yet another study. Uh, this one is how marital satisfaction is linked to women's sexual desire. Um So, uh, this research was published in the journal Archives of Sexual Behavior, and it looked at data from two longitudinal studies. One was one year and one was four years. They looked at heterosexual newlywed couples. The researchers found that, on average, women's level of sexual desire were not only lower than men's at the beginning of the marriage, but much more variable than men's. So... Men's levels of sexual desire stayed higher and more consistent than women's throughout the duration of both studies. So we're again we're talking one year and four years. Does this uh, surprise you at all, Karen? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, so um, first of all, you know I think. Though I'm not going to say absolutely across the board that. Um, uh, all men uh, have a higher sex drive than women, uh, but I think that pretty much a man's sex drive is higher, or their drive uh, their drive is higher than a woman, by and large. Um, there are times when a woman's desire is higher than her male counterpart, but by and large, a male's desire is uh, greater. Uh, as far as the 
uh, variability, I think that we know right off the bat that a woman will vary according to her cycles. So that alone is going to affect uh, her desire and her uh, interest. Uh, so, you know, that to me is a no-brainer that she's going to be more variable. And probably also, uh, we do know that women are more um, emotional, uh, and therefore there are going to be more factors that are going to play into her desire. And so again, that's going to account for variability. So mm-hmm. no, I'm not at all surprised by that finding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so one of the things that they found was declines in, uh, women's sexual desire predicted declining marital satisfaction for both members of the couple. Um, why do you think that is? Well, I think, first of all, obviously, you know, if she's not interested and she keeps saying no, 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 then, you know, her husband's going to be less satisfied. And I think that, you know, what the, you know, you have to look at like, you know, why is her desire going down? So one of the things that struck me is, um, you know, we've spoken about this before, Steve, as far as novelty be mm-hmm. very, being very important. And that includes in the sexual area as well. And I've worked with couples where women have said to me, you know, it's the same. It's always the same. And so if the woman is feeling like, you know, this is just the same old, it's not interesting, and I'm exhausted, and I don't really feel like he's pleasing me, then she that's going to spill over into her marital satisfaction. Um, so, again, I am not at all surprised that if her desire is going down, she's also going to be um, unhappy uh, or less happy in mm-hmm. her marriage as well. Uh, yeah, and I was just going to add that, uh, like his satisfaction going down, w- coinciding with the de- her desire, makes obvious sense. I think. Yes. Um, her- and, and let's not forget how they're influencing each other. Right. Okay. So he's unhappy. So now maybe he's a little bit more grumpy. And right. now because his mood is grumpy, that's impacting on how she feels. And now because she doesn't feel so great, she's not maybe as pleasant or whatever. So that's now having a spillover effect into the way they're acting towards each other. That's, yep, that's exactly the point that I was going to get. The fact yeah. that she is lacking desire puts him in a mood in right. which makes the the um, interactions between the two of them uh, less satisfying. So, um, yes. Okay, so an interesting point that uh, was that while women's sexual desire declined over time, the couple's sexual frequency did not actually mm-hmm. decline. Um, mm-hmm. This really gets into the nuances of desire, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So do you have suggestions on how a woman might boost desire? Well, this may sound a little strange to you, Mm -hmm. but I think they have to do something that is probably difficult for most couples, which is to talk about it. Um, it's it's really hard, especially in our society. We're not very open in our society about sex, and I think communicating about it is 
a very challenging uh, situation for most couples. Uh, but I think that if they can be open about what they could do to make their sex better, it would be really, really helpful, whether it be time of day, the type of sexual activity that they're doing, um, things that they might try. Uh, I think that that would help a lot. Uh, the other thing, it's interesting because I was just speaking with a client uh, earlier this week about just this kind of thing. And I was referring to Esther Perel, who is probably considered you know, the the expert in this field. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she was talking about was the fact that many couples don't feel desire. And this particular client I was working with was saying that she and her spouse were having a much better relationship and feeling, she was feeling much closer to him, but also feeling more... Um, friendly towards him, that they would be, their friendship was increasing. And I believe if I'm understanding Esther Perel's viewpoint properly, that one of the things she states is that too much familiarity creates less desire, that there's got to be a little bit more intrigue. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, I think that, you know, Feeling free and comfortable, maybe always being with each other in the bathroom and revealing everything to each other may actually inhibit desire, hmm. work against it. Um, you know, you, you're familiar with Esther Perel, I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's your understanding? Am I getting it right? Yeah, I think, I think that's, I think that's right. Um, uh, and this is also backed up by, uh, one of the things that, um, Gottman talks about a lot too, which is, mm -hmm. um, uh, oh my God, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, totally blanking now, but it is, um, spontaneity, not spontaneity. Um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking. Uh, but it's, it's, um, are you, are you talking novelty? Novelty. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay. Novelty. Yes. Um, and I think which gets exactly what Esther Perel has been talking about, um, because it is that it's, it's, it's novelty. It's the, it's the, the, what you don't know, the, the not the same old, same old. Yes. Yes. It's, yes. it's the fact that like you can be surprised. It's the fact that you don't know everything about your spouse is that, you know, there's a reason why Victoria's secret is still around today mm. because mm -hmm. there's, it's that secret part of it that makes it interesting, not because it's sexy underwear. Right. And so, right. um, I think they, they figured that out a long time ago. And mm -hmm. I think that's what Esther, Esther Perel and like all of her Ted talks and stuff like really gets into, um, trying to explain it so that we pay attention and understand it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for <laughs> helping me out. <laughs> that's there okay. I'm struggling. Listen, we, we work together. You help me. I help you. That's, yeah. and that's what a good relationship is about. That's we're just right. seeing the component we're talking about today. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay. So one of the things that I didn't find surprising and I'm guessing you don't either is that, um, couples who became new parents during the course of the study, that the wives sexual desire declined even more steeply. Sure. I mean, that's not shocking. Um, right. Um, so I'm guessing it's the fact that like couples basically have no time to do anything other than like 
raise their child and it becomes all consuming. So uh, can couples do anything to combat the marital satisfaction decline? So understanding that the sex is just, you know what, that's just not happening for a variety of reasons. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but the marital satisfaction part of it, is there any way that they can help combat that, that would go along with that, um, lack of sex or sexual desire that will, um, inevitably come with having a a new newborn? Well, I think the first thing they can do is acknowledge it and, you know, talk about the elephant in the room, you know, the baby in the room and the elephant in the room, that this is going to be a difficult time. They're both going to be tired, you know, aside from that they're giving so much time to the baby, they're physically going to be tired. They're not going to be getting the same amount of sleep and, you know, um, they're just not going to have so much time to each other and everything. And... I think that they also have to try to grab uh, whatever little time they do have with each other and not feel guilty about it. So even if it's just 10 minutes that they spend with each other, and in that 10 minutes, make it about each other, Hmm. not about the baby, not about, you know, the baby burped, the baby didn't sleep, whatever. It's about each other. Um, And in you know, their regular day, and we've discussed this in regard to other issues, um, text each other, I'm thinking about you, I appreciate you, I know you had a rough night last night. Little things to still help them connect to each other as people um, and acknowledge each other. So I think that that will at least, um, number one, connect with each other, and number two, um, uh, allow them to keep some of the positivity about each other as a mate and not just around the baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, one of the things that we have discussed in the past uh, as well is uh, scheduling and just planning those times. Uh, This gets back to what you were talking about earlier of, you know, communicating, having conversations about it. Um, And so if you know that this is going to be the uh, hardcore extreme, <laughs> all-consuming, all-exhausting uh, time where you are trying to raise this new human being, um, you know, maybe, you know, not necessarily schedule a date night where you go out and disappear for a couple hours, but, you know, if, if you find that the baby goes to, goes down at a certain time for 20 minutes, you know, you schedule mm-hmm. that 20 minutes to be with your spouse and don't try to just wing it. Um, Mm -hmm. particularly if you feel like this is something where you need that reconnecting and whatnot. So, um, you know, I just wanted to bring that up. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So then an interesting note by the researchers is that women's sexual desire may function to not only facilitate reproduction, but also to enable pair bonding. And mm-hmm. they speculate that once couples marry, women may not feel as strong a need for sex to secure that bond with their husbands. Um, and we've also ta- heard, uh, since we were just talking about babies, we've also heard and we've discussed how uh, mothers will uh, oftentimes transfer that bonding onto their kids um, after they're born, uh, leaving the husband, you know, kind of blown in the wind here. So what do you think of this theory that um, the women's bonds uh, are no longer necessary um, the same way they were when they were trying to attract a mate? Well, I, I think it's quite possible, you know, and a lot of 
I've heard a lot of men complain about, you know, before we were married, she did all these things. She acted a certain way. She made me so important. And, you know, once we were married, it changed. It's like, you know, she did these things to catch me. And then, you know, once she had me, it all turned around, which is not as eloquently spoken as the the woman may not feel like, um, you know, the need for the bond as much. I think mm-hmm. this is said a little bit nicer, but I think it's saying the same thing. Um, and, you know, it it may in fact be that the pursuit um, is... Um, requires a lot more on both ends. Mm -hmm. You know, we have often spoken about that life gets in the way and the niceties go by the wayside. And so I think probably, um, you know, does the man call as much and compliment as much and notice as much as he has done in the beginning? Probably not. Uh, For a man, he's noticing the sex more because you know, there's less sex. But I think that, you know, if you asked a woman, she would say, well, you know, where is his attentive behavior? Why is he not listening to me as much? You know, why is he not complimenting me as much? So I think that for each of them, uh, the things that they did prior to actually um, getting married and living together diminishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the so I know that um, Jess, my wife, and I, we've gone over this kind of stuff in the past where whenever we both get busy or one of us gets busy for that matter and you know we're Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, and Jess is very in touch with her feelings and emotions, will just straight up tell me like, I feel like we need to reconnect. I feel like we need mm-hmm. to do something this weekend. And so she doesn't get into this big, long speech about, you know, where we are in our relationship or anything, but she will just say like, I would really like to do something this weekend. I would like to hang mm-hmm. out with you this weekend. And I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like I know enough to understand like, Oh, <laughs> she's feeling like we need a little bit more connection. Uh, mm-hmm. because we've both been busy. And so then I acquiesce, right? Like, so I try to live the brand. I I'm okay. Let's go do something. And we try mm-hmm. to figure out what to do. So, um, I, I, I bring this up because as you pointed out earlier, you know, just have the talk, have the conversation. And I, I do feel, and I've said this many times before that we try to overcomplicate things and we try to mm-hmm. mind read and we try to, you know, pick up on like subtle clues and like body language and all this stuff. And it's like, you have a mouth and you have ears, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you have a mouth and ears, so use them. And so if you don't feel like you're connected or you feel like, oh, you just feel a little distant or, um, you know, you just miss your spouse, even though, yes, you're living under the same roof and sleeping in the same bed, but you some for some reason miss your spouse, tell them, I miss you. I want to do mm-hmm. something this weekend. And, you know, if your spouse is like, you know, somewhat of not a jerk, they'll <laughs> respond and say like, oh, okay, let's do something. Uh, so, Well, if I may get off topic a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting to me because one of the best things about being human is that we have emotions. And one of the worst things about being human is that we have emotions. (laughs) 
And so I think that for most people, we feel very vulnerable opening up about our emotions. I cannot tell you how many clients have through the years said, you know, I think that this is what my spouse is thinking or whatever, or I'm not sure how my spouse feels about it. And I say, you know, there's a really easy solution. Ask. (laughs) And people don't do that because they're afraid to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here Jess says, you know, you're suggesting you say, I miss you. And you can't believe how many people would be afraid to do that because you're exposing yourself and saying, you know, there's a part of me that feels disconnected from you. And the truth of the matter is, you know, likely if you're feeling that your spouse is also. Um, So yeah, your suggestion is great and really quite simple and and would help a lot. Um, So good for you. Good for the two of you. And I wish more people would do that. Thanks. Um, So with that, Karen, did you have anything, uh, some final pieces of advice of uh, you know, helping with the sexual desire or keeping the marital satisfaction? Uh, well, the only thing, and you started to touch on this, was we have, and we've discussed this in a previous podcast, that we do know that after a baby, women do tend to get a lot of uh, satisfaction through the touching and the cooing with the baby. And for women, sex is more than just about the literal um, sexual act. It's about the other pieces of it, the touching and the coo, well, not the cooing, but, you know, the, the, (laughs) you know, the other, um, uh, aside pieces rather than just the pure sex. So for her, she might not need, um, the straight on sex with the husband. That being said, um, I think they both need to be aware of that possibility. And again, if the man would say, I'm missing you, as opposed to, you know, you haven't given me sex, we Mm -hmm. haven't had sex for, you know, two months, um, that that would be a statement that would be heard and appreciated more than uh, a demand. Right. That's that's such a great point of how you approach it. And uh, for those uh, longtime listeners, they will have picked up on the fact that it was a I miss you uh, as opposed to you are doing, you know, you're mm-hmm. not doing sex or something. So, again, this goes back to they can't negate how you feel and therefore they won't just automatically shut off when you offer that kind of a statement to them. Um, Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I always like to point it out because I do feel like it's such an effective communication tool and technique that um, hopefully everybody listening to this realizes and understands because it works. Like uh, that's the whole point of us doing what we do. So um, that, that's a, that, that is a really great suggestion, Karen. Um, and I'm happy we ended there. So, uh, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. And, uh, once again, very insightful. So thank you so much. Thank you. And for all you listeners out there, I would like to remind you that Dr. Karen Sherman is a practicing psychologist and relationship issues for over 30 years. You can find all of her information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Karen, 
Again, is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can also find this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, and uh, I, you know, I, I say this uh, every week, but I will say it one more time. Um, if you like what you hear, uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you would uh, offer us, uh, just rate us on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you listen to us on or, or write a review. We love those. And that uh, helps other people who are looking for good relationship advice uh, through their podcast app to discover it. So thank you so much. And with that, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, take care, everybody.